Sein Leben lang. Hallo meine Leute, wie geht's? Willkommen zum Das Einziger Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks. Officially the only English Schalke Podcast worldwide. This is Schalke America in episode 92. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Schalke fans are some of the greatest fans in the world, many of whom speak English. This pod aims to bring you the latest from the Royal Blues, talk to the English-speaking fans of the club and get their point of view across and bring you game highlights. As always, joining me on the show is co-host Jack Mangan. Jack, how we doing, man? That was a particularly smooth intro on your part. I really like that delivery. Very calming, very pleasant to listen to. It's very hard, considering the, how Shaka's been playing. <laughs> yeah, glad you're staying calm. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Nice, uh, nice three-day weekend, so that's always, uh, always a good thing. I could have swore just yesterday it was Friday, and all of a sudden it's... Tuesday, basically, it's ah, oh, what it, it goes by so fast, you know. And the way it goes, yeah. It's the way it goes, and uh, lately, the way it's been going for Schalke has been uh, not that great. Um, obviously, the we were reeling off the the derby loss to to Dortmund. Um, we had Augsburg on the horizon, and we were pretty hopeful that you know we could at least perform better than we did against Dortmund, um, but not so much. I mean, I do think I do think it was a better performance overall than the, than the Dortmund game. I thought the Dortmund game was just excessively um, sloppy with just a lot of misplaced passes and, and poor first touches. It was just you know it, it seemed like the team was was not ready yeah. um, for that game at all. Which I guess really isn't an excuse given that Dortmund was ready and a number of teams seemed to be ready um, in the return. So I mean, if they can do it, you would think hopefully Schalke would be able to do the same thing. But right. um, yeah, but you know, ultimately, uh, despite a slightly better performance, I think you know you still end up with a very disappointing result against uh, an, an opponent that you should probably be doing better than um, than you know conceding what five goals in, in two matches over the course yeah. of the season. Like that's not the opponent that, that you want to have doing that to you. No, no, not at all. Uh, I mean, yeah, there was a little uh, a glimmer of hope that we're, you know, we did play much better than we did against Dortmund. Uh, a lot of possession, but still, we're lacking in shots. Uh, the lineup that came into this one was, uh, was interesting for me. Uh, the starting lineup, Schubert back in goal. Uh, and back four of Kenny, Sane, Nastasic, and Ochipka. You had a midfield, uh, I guess five, I guess you can call it. Um, or maybe four. Uh, McKinney, Serdar, Kalajiri, Shof, Matondo. You can either say he's a, he's a left winger or, or striker, and then Gregorich. Uh, what were your thoughts on seeing you know, some of the people in the lineup, Matondo and Gregorich in particular? So to me, it presented more of like a 4 4 2 diamond um, right. once again. Um, yeah, McKinney, in the absence of, of Omar Mascarell dropping deeper into the midfield to be that fulcrum, and then you know in possession, splitting the center backs to help build out there. Um, Gregorich, I'm not particularly pleased to see, just because, once again, outside of the initial game against Gladbach, his performances have been uh, pretty underwhelming. Um, you know, Robbie Matondo, I'm not necessarily against getting looks. It's just I, I don't think he's proven that he's the guy that can um, really make the difference for you too often. He has a lot of 
physical gifts, and I just think his decision making at this point isn't quite where it needs to be. He dribbles himself into trouble, or you know, doesn't play the pass at the right moment. Finishing um, not there. Yeah, the finishing is not there either. We saw that. Um, so yeah, I'm just the lineup to me was was fairly uninspired. Um, you know, Katucci once again absent, and uh, obviously we'd like to have Harit, but he's he's not available because of injury. So you kind of have to make do. But um, you know, you're not you're not looking at that team sheet and. You're not like you know, super excited about the prospects of what that's going to deliver. I noticed during the game that McKenney was playing a very deep role, a deep six, almost a center back, if you will, and he was kind of like uh, floating between you know, center back and right back and center midfield uh, all game long. Um, and then also at the top, the only thing I could think of why they why he inserted Gregorich is just because he had some motivation, maybe trying to get back at Augsburg for the way it ended there, the way they the way it went on loan. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I felt kind of felt the same way with you about the with the lineup and and the reason for the lineup. I guess you mentioned I mean, I mean Harit. And I mentioned some of the injury troubles we've had coming into this game. Uh, obviously, we knew about Benjamin Stambouli. Uh, they're saying that maybe he'll come back late May, yet to be determined. Um, Omar Mascarell. I, I mean, some some sites I'm seeing says it's a growing injury and is a few weeks away, but I'm pretty sure he's season-ending injury that we talked about a few weeks ago. Uh, during in the derby, John Claire Todibo picked up a an ankle injury. He's not due back until I think mid June is what I saw. And then the one you just mentioned, I mean Harit. Uh, apparently he has an MCL injury, and it's unknown when he'll be back. Uh, MC, any kind of knee injury is never never a good thing. Um, but yeah, having Harit out for possibly an extended period of time is not good, considering we're just reeling at the moment. Yeah, the return of of Sané has really been the only. Uh, yeah, bright spot. Um, but as you said, still a number of players besides him that haven't been able to return back to the side yet. Okay, and then looking real quick at the lineup at for uh, for Augsburg, the the scary Augsburg lineup. Uh, in goal, they had uh, Luther, and then in back four, they had a Framberger, Yedvai, Udukal, and Max. Uh, midfield of Kadira, Grusso, Richter, Lovin, and Vargas, and up top you had Niederlechter. Um, the game started very quick, in particular Lovin. Uh, there was a silly foul, I think, uh, in a perfect spot um, in front of Schubert, maybe like you know five yards out of the uh, outside the uh, the, the penalty area. Um, and you had Philip Max and 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 Lovin up there ready to take the kick. And not many people know this, but Augsburg are, are probably the best set piece team this this season, which is you know crazy to believe with all the good teams that are out there. Um, but you know these two guys in particular are just so lethal from the spot, and it was right in the middle. Either guy could have taken that kick, Jack, but uh, Lovin with a fantastic free kick. Nothing Schubert could have done that, in my opinion, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on that goal. Yeah, I think if anyone's really criticizing Schubert too heavily for that, it's probably unfair. Um, I mean, the, the ball wasn't, like, upper 90, so it wasn't it wasn't placed you know, that that precisely, but it, it was hit with a lot of pace and a lot of dip, and, you know, it, it, was, it was definitely a difficult one to react to. When, when you see the view from it from behind the goal and you see, like, how quickly that really came at him once yeah. it came into view, you can, I mean, you can understand it. I mean, you've got to give Levin credit for that, for that strike. It's, it's, it's definitely a good strike, but, um, you know, it's, it's a silly free kick to give away because it's a bad Weston McKinney giveaway that sets up that, that counterattack where that, where that foul takes place. So not a good moment from Weston there early on, and not the first time that would happen for him in the game. That would be a theme of the game, I think, Weston McKinney making silly mistakes. Um, but uh, Schalke, it's certainly a shock to the system, uh, giving up a goal that early. I mean, I guess we're not surprised. It's happened several times this season. Uh, Schalke, you know, continued to uh, gain possession as the half went on, and they had a great opportunity. And I think it was McKinney over the top to um, 
a, a shrieking uh, Robbie Matando. Matando put on the Jets really and got past the whole defense. He had a he had a bad angle, but it was for a right-footed player. He should have had uh, a better shooting chance than he did. Uh, his shot gets blocked by Luther. Um, a good opportunity early on, the 28th minute or so, but he needs to do better with that. I mean, he he just shot it on the ground. It seemed like. Yeah, and we've seen that from a bunch. You know, that, that's the other thing we said. It's not just the decision making; it's it's the finishing ability. You know, if he's if he's going to be this this you know vaunted attacking talent, um, he needs to prove that he's capable of um, you know putting goals in the back of the net. And um, as I said, it's a nice ball at the top. But yeah, I think it was McKenney who just kind of dinked it forward, and and you can see you know Matondo picks it up nicely and has a lot of pace and gets into the box and um, gets himself into a good position. You know, opens up the hips and everything and. I mean, if he gets that ball even four inches off the ground, yeah. it's a goal, um, probably. Because he has he has the space. He got himself into the right you know the right window there um, to have it go, and he just kind of like scuffs it and drags it across the ground. And that's the kind of finishing that we've seen from him um, too often. You know, it wasn't the clearest cut possible chance. Um, so I'm not saying you know some some awful awful miss, but like you know, it's the kind of stuff. If you really want to make a difference, you need to be putting those away. Oh, 100%. And I think uh, anyone who, at least that was one of the decisions he, he got right in the sense he took a shot. Um, if you look at Gregorich, he was covered by two guys, honestly. There's no way he could possibly have gone to him. So a shot was the only option there. And yeah, I, I, will, I will say that to give him, yeah, that was the correct decision, I think. I think he ultimately, you know, did the right thing, which was a positive for him because obviously that's not always the case either. Well, we can't have, we can't get this. Let him get to his head with it, with positivity, uh, because there was a lot of negativity from Robbie Matondo. While he had the ball a lot, uh, a lot of times he tried to go one on one, one v two, and turned the ball over way too much, especially in the first half. Um, he just he could not make it, and couldn't get by anybody whatsoever. He he reminds me. I mean, not not a lot in terms of their play styles exactly, but like he, he reminds me of kind of. The, like a really young Leroy Zane without the positives, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Like, like kind of similar player profile, makes a lot of the same bad decisions and gets himself into trouble. Because, like, Zane had a lot of giveaways um, when he was, you know, younger as well. But then every once in a while, he was actually converting those and scoring some really fantastic goals for us. So um, it was kind of a trade-off that you're willing to make. I mean, Matano really hasn't proven that he can do that yet. So um, it just definitely seems like the upside hasn't quite been there as much as we were anticipating when we purchased him. I guess the only bit of good news out of the first half is that it ended one nothing. Uh, we did not give up a lickle like we did in the Dortmund game. So I was curious what was going to happen coming in the second half. Uh, as you mentioned, we, did, we there's some of the players that we wanted to see. We, they weren't on the pitch uh, to begin the match. Uh, but unfortunately, we would see some of those players earlier than we expected, mostly because uh, coming out of the second half in the 56 minutes, Swat Serdar would pick up a ligament injury, it looks like. And from all indications, Jack, and I don't know if you've seen this anywhere else or not, but uh, from what I'm seeing, it looks like he might be out for the season, which is a huge blow considering how bad, badly injured we've been lately and how poor we're playing. So, yeah, I hadn't seen that. If that's the case, then that's uh, a massive blow for us because we're already missing – I mean, all right. So now we're down both of our best attacking players on the season, and and this is a, a team that's struggling offensively as it is, even with those players in the lineup. So that's only you know you would imagine going to cripple us further going forward, which we can't really afford given the run of form that we're in. So um, yeah, disappointing. Hopefully, hopefully that's not the case, and hopefully he's he's able to come back. But um, you know, given all the circumstances and everything, if anybody has. You know, kind of a, like a, a sketchy injury. I don't really blame the team for maybe just saying, you know what, shut it down for the season. Like, you know, come back stronger next year type of thing. Um, but uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. 
Yeah, I know the uh, the Dortmund boys over on the Yellow Wall podcast are saying, hey, all shock players, if you have any kind of injury, just shut it down. We're senior season's over. Um, but <laughs> um, So we, we got to see the uh, the entrance of Ahmed Katuchu. Uh Someone joked on Twitter, and I, and I apologize, I forget who said this, but they said the only reason he came into the game is because he had a new haircut and Wagner didn't recognize who it was. Uh, but nonetheless, Katuchu came in in the 56th <laughs> minute, um, which we were happy to see, but, you know, Shaka still were struggling in the final third, so it didn't matter who we had in there, but um, the final third was just lacking with Shaka. They had in good possession. I think it was, for the most part of the game, it was in the 60%, um, but still, they were not converting with shots. I think they only had like two shots in the entire game, Jack. Yeah, I mean, dominated possession for large stretches, but just didn't do anything with it. It was, and a lot of the possession took place. You know, with passes between the center backs out to you know the full backs, and um, you know a lot of that never really penetrated into the final third, and when it did, it tended to break down pretty quickly. So just a lot of yeah, just really pointless possession. And and Augsburg, on the other hand, were just very efficient with with the opportunities they had, and they they threw a lot of people behind the ball, which you could say was potentially a little bit cynical. But you know, once they once they take the lead that early, they they can do that. They can protect the lead. So it's I mean Schalke's fault for putting themselves in that situation, I guess. Um, but yeah, pretty disappointing um, going forward. But that's kind of been the trend recently overall. It has, it has, uh, unfortunately. And you knew as the game went on that we had to get a goal because uh, as it, as it happens in Schalke matches, if we don't when we don't score the other 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 team, um, they tend to get they tend to get that goal and put the nail in the coffin. Or or if we're in the, we're in the lead, they'll come in and equalize it. So uh, this kind of this did happen uh, in the 76th minute uh, substitution. Uh, Saren and Bazi came into the game eh, about 20 minutes earlier, uh, but I think it was, it was a nicely played ball over the top, and I want to say it's Philip Max, but I could be wrong. Uh, he hit it over, over everybody. Um, Sonic turned around just in time to head it back uh, towards the direction of uh, John Joe Kenny. Unfortunately, he does not get it. Saren and Bazi does get it. Uh, he takes uh, Salif Sane one-on-one. Uh, right in the middle of the pitch and shoots a goal. Nothing I think Schubert could have done on that either because he was right in the middle of the pitch. Uh, Sonny did what he could, but uh, John Joe Kenny kind of left him to dry. I could be wrong. I think it might have been Fromberger who played that ball okay, yeah, yeah, um, maybe from, it was, from yeah. behind. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like the commentators, um, shout out James Thurgood, by the way, yeah. uh, were seeming to somewhat blame Sonny for that. And I actually thought he did okay. I mean, because he recovered it and was able to get ahead on that to break it up. It was that John Joe Kenny then just misjudged it. And let him get by. And if if you're John Joe Kenny's situation, you either need to take that ball or you need to back off and, and slow him up to give Sane a chance to, to recover. Um, so that if you get beaten, you know, there's there's another guy there. And so I think, you know, Kenny didn't really help the situation at all. And then um yeah, it's it's a really, really good finish. Um Yeah, as you as you said, Schubert once again facing a shot that I think was just really well executed. Uh, I mean, maybe you'd like to see him you know, if if he wants to excel and really kind of prove his worth, come up with uh, you know a big save every once in a while. But you know, uh, I, I don't think you can be critical um, of him on, on either of the first two goals that Augsburg scored. No, not at all. And I think you know, I think honestly, John Joe Kenny probably had a third option, and that was to make sure the guy did not you know get past him, take him out, foul him. Would it be? Might have been a red card. Might have been a yellow card. Likely a yellow card, but maybe a red card um, in that situation. But you know, you don't let that guy go past you, especially if you didn't get the ball. Uh, he did mistime that, I think, and I think he has more of a blame than Sané. I agree with you. I think Sané did well to recover, head the ball back in his direction, and then there's always so much he can do when a guy's coming at you full speed and you're backpedaling. Um, so great finish by Bazi, uh, Serenin Bazi, and 
two nothing just like that, and it's like, okay, there it is. Uh, game's game is can't get any worse, right? No, it, 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 it was pretty funny when when he was subbed on. The commentators were like, "Yeah, he's been." Apparently, there was a coach that compared him to like Osman Dembele, um, <laughs> and I was like, when I heard that, I was like, "All right, calm down." But you know what? He scored. <laughs> to be fair, you know, nice little nice little dribble and a nice finish. So you know, uh, jokes on me on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, it's funny with all the substitutions. I I forgot in this game that we both teams get five substitutions because you know obviously uh, Katucha came on, then Merkan came on in the seventy fourth minute, Bujilev came on the seventy seventh, and then I'm like, oh, Ramon's coming on too. What's going on? I'm like, oh yeah, we got five substitutions. I forgot about that. So Merkan is one of the players we we're curious to see how he would do, especially as in a in a six six role. Um, in the eighty third minute, a substitution would come on for for Augsburg Cordoba. Uh, and a, and a, there's a play where Sane, I believe it was Salif Sane, gives the ball to Merkan, and he's Merkan's the last guy, right? And he turns it over, misses the ball completely, whatever, goes right to Cordoba. Cordoba goes on a breakaway, uh, one-on-one against Schubert. Schubert does what he can, but uh, he got danced around by Cordoba, and Cordoba finished it with his left foot. Uh, who do you take more to blame, Sane with the pass or Merkan not being ready or turning it over? What was your take on that? I'd have to watch that again. If I maybe I just don't remember that play correctly, but I I felt like when I was watching, I thought that was almost entirely Merkan's fault. Um, so, and I don't think that he looked particularly good um, at any point in that game when he when he came out didn't look settled back there. So um, unfortunate that he made that mistake that late and didn't just, you know, get to the final whistle, but um, you know, pretty uninspired stuff from him in general and Schalke shooting themselves in the foot again. Yeah. It's not the greatest uh, ways to, I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing if the other team, you know, is beating you bad and the first two goals, honestly, the first goal is a brilliant goal. Second goal, um, you know, we do what we could defensively, but you know, it's nicely finished. Yeah, you can't you can't give away we can't give away play because people finish that nine times out of ten and uh, Augsburg certainly did they win three nothing in the game and then they go and try to taunt us afterwards or at least their Twitter account did and they did Sh- they changed the uh, they photoshopped they made it Shaka O three instead of uh, Shaka four and uh, I didn't like that too much but Augsburg was getting re- the, I mean the admins were super hyper on Twitter I was yeah, like they were. you know calm down you're in like twelfth place yeah like I mean. <laughs> I mean, nice result, but like the 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 extent to which they were trying to go in on us, I thought was uh, kind of laughable, given that on the season it's a split and we're ahead of them in the table. So, yeah, we are ahead of them in the table, but uh, we did get leapfrogged by a couple teams. Uh, Freiburg, Wolfsburg, and Hoffenheim is breezing down our next. So we currently sit in eighth position on thirty-seven points off from twenty-seven games. Um, and yeah, Wolfsburg and Freiburg both uh, jumped us. Freiburg are tied with us in points, but they hold a tiebreaker. And then Wolfsburg has 39 points. Um, I guess we're holding steady. We're, we're not in any position to get relegated at this point, but not not good, huh? Richard, who was your uh, man of the match for Schalke? For Schalke? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean... So for me, it's, it's Sané. Um... I thought his passing was was pretty good overall, yeah. particularly his yeah. progressive passing. Had some nice line-breaking passes, had a couple nice dribbles as well. Um, overall, I thought defended pretty well, but I thought he was probably one of the only bright spots um, on the entire team. I thought Caligiuri was abysmal. Yes. Um, just kind of off the pace, and then just every pass he made was just not there. And, you know, one of the only arguments for his inclusion into the side normally is his his delivery, both from wide areas around the box and then from set pieces. And I think on both fronts, he was just terrible today. Um, 
yeah, just no one really stood out in general besides, I think, maybe like some of the defenders were the were the better players, which is pretty funny when when the scoreline is 3-0. Yeah. <laughs> like you wouldn't expe- expect that, but that's how bad the team was uh, overall. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty brutal stuff from the first two games after this restart. I, I agree. I mean, Shof was really non-existent. Uh, Matondo had a, a, was visible, but he didn't really do much. Ochipko uh, was very non-existent, as, as was Nastasic, and Serdar went out early, but he wasn't doing nothing. McKinney had a bunch of uh, mistakes in the game. Actually, uh, he uh, he had a foul late in the game where Philip Max took a shot, and Schubert made a really nice save in, uh, just before the second goal happened, I think. Uh, so he just had a lot, he just had a really bad game overall, and the whole team did. And just for the people keeping track of our McKinney bias at home, I mean, there you go. I mean, but we're saying it was a very poor performance from Weston McKinney. Yeah, yeah. We 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 are unbiased. Come on, we like him, but we we're gonna we're gonna call it out. All right? Not yet. Not good. <laughs> not good at all. So you know, we we lose the game. We're, we're you know we we dropped a couple places in the table. Um, this, and I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me, but tell me what you think. I think it has an eerily similar feeling to the end of the Tedesco era when we were just playing poor against teams, uh, getting shellacked. We have, I mean, I tweeted this out uh, during the game. We have three goals in the last 10 games. Two of them were against Gladbach. That is, we are, we are by far the worst team in the Bundesliga. Yeah. It's in the Rook Rundo. Yeah. By recently, far. Offensively. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right. And so it's that's it, it's kind of scary to me because, you know, one of the teams that kind of put the nail in the coffin for Tedesco was Dusseldorf, who, oh by the way, we play on Wednesday. Uh, Dusseldorf's not they're they're doing worse than we are, but in the last you know five games they've had a win and four draws, I believe, and we've had pretty much all losses. Um, do you have any confidence that we can get any kind of result, a draw or anything from from this match? I mean, not really, unless the play changes. Um, it's just so un- uninspired recently. I mean, I don't know if I'd quite compare it to the second season under Tedesco or anything, but because I don't think the sense of like powerlessness, yeah, is really there yet. Um, you know, I still feel like the squad is is good enough and kind of has it in them. Um, the inevitability of it, I don't think, is really kicked in to make it feel that that kind of way. But um, but yeah, no, you're not you're not confident at all. I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, you know, zero goals scored, seven conceded uh, in two games since the restart. I mean, I don't know how anyone could have any confidence about our prospects, you know, based on that. I think we just kind of need to see it before we can uh, believe in it again. Um, just just so below average from, from such a large percentage of the squad. Yeah, indeed. And then, uh, you know, I, I also, I think, tweeted this, and this may have been the same tweet, but, you know, uh, what's, a, what's a, a quote about insanity? You know, keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And that's kind of like what we're doing, especially lately. We haven't changed anything over the last 10 games, and we've continued playing poorer and poorer and poorer. Yeah. At some point, you, you would expect it to change, hopefully, if Wagner's smart. Um, and now you got our two best playmakers are out. Who knows for how long? You need to bring a change of pace in. And they kind of talk about this in the game when Katuch was in there. Like, Katuch is like your only other player who can create any kind of offensive you, ability. You, you, have, you have to play him. You, you, you have, have to. to at this point. I mean, it's absurd. Like, And listen, I'm not saying that he was fantastic when he came in. I thought he was solid and probably one of the better players in the day, but was far from perfect and, and didn't do anything that was particularly um you know noteworthy, yeah. dangerous or noteworthy but i mean i thought he was good but not um you know not special or anything but um i mean he isn't he your leading goal scorer from the striker position this season sadly yes and and that's a guy that you know barely ever starts sometimes doesn't play at all 
and I don't I don't know how you can't be giving if a guy is is still leading in the goal scoring tally from that striker position under those circumstances. I mean, imagine what he could be doing if he was getting more minutes. I mean, it doesn't necessarily translate, but like you would you would you would figure it would. I mean, he's proven that he's the best attacking player. And, and the funny thing is, like, he can get subbed into the game in situations like like uh, you know what happened against Augsburg, and he just gets put into like more of like a midfield role. Yeah, but that he, was but, he, annoying. but, he, but he, he fits in seamlessly though because he has the technical ability and the vision and sort of the game IQ yeah. to kind of go in any of those positions and be fine. Because all you have to do is you know. Get, pick your head up and, and pick out a pass, and he's capable of doing that more regularly than um, a lot of people on our team. You wish that wasn't you know some massive um, bar of performance for us to be able to complete passes regularly. But I mean, I mean that's the case. I mean, so he stands out in that regard. And um, yeah, I just I don't understand how we can continue, um, you know, with options like Gregorich and, and Bergstaller and Matondo. Um, I would much rather see you know Benito Ramon and and Katuchu up top if you're going to play a, a, you know a partnership, um, and I think uh, it, it's kind of getting old. Like you know, let, let's 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 actually let's do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm tired of talking about it. it's not like cute or funny anymore. Um, it's just it's so uninspired from like everybody, and I think you have to just go with um, the people that have have demonstrated it and proven it on a more consistent basis. You're seeing the free Katuchu movement grow and grow. I saw so many people that knew people screaming, free Katuchu, free Katuchu. I'm like, it's not just us. It's it's everyone seeing this. He's a fan favorite. And we're not the only ones, and we, me and Chalka fans, think that he is uh, a great talent that's not being used. I mean, Ch- uh, Turkey, the national team for Turkey, they're entering a golden generation now with these youngsters. They have so many good youngsters, including Ozan Kabak. And they're looking at Katuchu as going to be their, their striker to lead them in the future. Uh, that's how much they believe in this guy as well. So, you know, they need to start him. And I remember watching this game, and I'm thinking, you know what? You know, our, this lineup is currently not working. Let's just put in all our young guys. Merkan, Bujaleb, um, uh, Katuchu, Rahman. Let's put all the young guys in and see what they can do. They can't be doing any worse than these guys. Yeah, I mean, Gregorich was, was pretty bad in, in this game. I mean, the link-up play that he demonstrated in that Gladbach game to start off the Rook Runda, um, you know, nowhere on display today. Um, really, the only thing he ever accomplished was just challenging for headers but he didn't even win many of those um he, he lost a lot of those duels and if that's really the only thing he's offering you it's just like you know what's the point um you know get somebody else on there that can that can make a difference so um yeah just as you said uh you know just we just seem to kind of be doing the same thing over and over again um and uh yeah we need to present with some different looks i just i can't imagine it's suddenly just going to click and change out of nowhere um if we keep throwing the same things out there uh, and just to go back on that Suat thing, I see that Shaka Daly tweeted out uh, from Sport Eins uh, that he uh, is going to miss the rest of the season with a torn lateral ligament in his left knee. So that is a bummer. Um, like I said, I may have heard that Karit may be out for Harit may be out for the rest of the season too with an MCL injury, but it's yet to be determined. I know they're going to do more testing, so it, you know it's getting bleaker as as the days go by. You know, guys are more and more guys are getting injured, uh, not the right guys too. So. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, a game against Dusseldorf, uh, it's not necessarily a must-win, but I mean, I, I don't think we're in any position to be worried about like we were last year, where we we're afraid we're going to get relegated or anything. But uh, we're pretty safe in mid-table obscurity at the moment. But we 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 kind of want to go back to Europe, uh, you know, Europa League, and just get some wins, just play consistently for once, and score some goals for for heaven's sake. Is that so hard? Yeah, James Thurgood at one point during the game just said, you know, for for a team like Schalke that wants to be in Europe, um, which is quite frankly not good enough. And that's not 
you know, some incredible revelation or, you know, a, a controversial take. I mean, it's pretty, pretty obvious, but it's, it's, it's true. It's just, you, you can't go on this, this run of like, I mean, how many, how many games have we lost or in a row or failed to get a win? Like it's more than five or six now. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 you just can't be having stretches like that. If, if you, you know, want to, want to be in Europe, we had gotten away with it for a while um, before the break um, you know, we kept getting bad results and wouldn't get knocked out of that sixth position just because we were getting lucky results around us on the table. But, you know, that luck's going to run out and we're already seeing it. We're, we're starting to fall a little bit. And uh, if we don't stop that free fall pretty quickly, it's going to be a very difficult climb at the end of the season to kind of get back into those European places. And, I mean, boy, we could really use that, I, I feel like. So, um, you know, hopefully we can get this turned around quick. Yeah, hopefully we can. We'll see. It, uh, this Dusseldorf match is going to tell a lot, um, and I think you know going forward we're probably going to see you know two games a w- two games a week, or whatever, just so we can make sure we finish on time or whatever the deadline is. Um, so far, the first two games, you know, no new cases or whatever, so that's a good sign at least. But you know, at least Schalke needs to turn it around and get better performances. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, there's one thing I want to leave before, or one more thing, one more thing I want to talk about before we leave. And this has nothing to do with the game or current Schalke. And I saw this uh, online, and you may I, you may have not remember this name. His name is Hyanik Kamba. He used to be with the with the Schalke. Well, he used to be with Schalke back in back in the day in the mid 2000 or mid mid 2010s. Um, he was as recently as 2016 with Schalke, uh, and. Back in January 2016, uh, it was reported that he died in Congo, and so he you know, obviously he's no longer with the team, and obviously because he's dead. Uh, and so <laughs> years go by, whatever. And then on Thursday, they said they found him. He's in Congo, just living his life. And I guess I don't know if he faked it to get away from soccer or what the hell is going on. But um, the death was reported to build, so it wasn't it wasn't like it was like a, a someone just talked about it. It was, it was on the on the major newspapers and stuff like that. Uh, but apparently it was a staged a staged death to, so he can cash out on some insurance policy or something crazy like that. Um, so uh, what bizarre circumstance? Of course it's going to be. Of course it's a former shock player that this happens to, right? Um, but I thought that was just a bizarre thing I read. I'm like, what? Some guy faked his own death just to get some insurance money and uh, get out of contracts or whatever, and then they find him, you know, a couple of days ago in 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 the Congo near his uh, former club. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> And he's not the only one who seems to have been uh, disappearing as of late. Hey, <laughs> pitch, we could use some other guys to step up <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see all the details of that, but I, I did see some of those headlines, and definitely, uh, definitely a strange uh, story. It's kind of funny that it's getting the press. It, it is given how. I mean, no offense to this individual, but how inconsequential of a player that is. Yeah, um, it's like some big recognizable name or something that would obviously generate a lot of interest. But um, it truly is a you know bizarre set of circumstances it is it is uh and then okay one question before we go um i think uh, i don't know if it was marie or, or someone else tweeted out saying you know uh, given this given the current situation and the club uh who, who do you want to see finish out the season or who do you want to see manager you know keep uh wagner you bring in um hoop stevens or you bring somebody else or, or ranyak was one of the names i think she put it out there uh what are your thoughts are you still Wagner is the guy. You want to give us some more time? How are you feeling on, on the whole hiring situation? Yeah, I'm not at the point where you have to fire Wagner yet, and I'm, I'm really tired of just the revolving door of managers. Yeah. Um, I mean, I understand why we ultimately had to get rid of Tedesco, but I was disappointed about that one just because, you know, I think everyone really liked him. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of like, oh, man, I wish he could have just 
done a little bit better and survived that and you know had a chance at season season three um and it's just yeah i, I just don't think we're going to get anywhere with with constantly changing it up from the manager spot um and wagner is you know uh, and maybe he's not as good as everyone thought he was but um i, I think he's still you know uh, kind of probably close to the top end of like what Schalke could reasonably attract anyway. So I just don't really know where you go to get, you know, a better, better option at this point, unless you're just going to un- unearth another, you know, random coach as you did with Tedesco. But um, yeah, well, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Neither am I. I think he deserves a lot more time. I, I still think he is the guy who can lead Schalke. I-, I just, you know, given the situation, given the injuries, uh, he needs to figure out a way to get out of this hole that's that's currently going on. Um, if he does, I think it would be great, but I'm still not there yet with him. Um, and, you know, kind of going back to my insanity quote, to keep doing the same things over and over again, and that was more about keeping the same players. You know, Lane Plummer had a, had a great point to what you're just saying, is that we've had a revolving door of managers over the last several years, and why are we going to keep doing the same thing? That's obviously not working, so let's stop that. So give give Wagner an opportunity. Um you know, see the season out for sure, and then you know, can you give him reinforcements or something? Give him another season under his belt, a full a full summer under his belt. See what he can do. Now, if next year starts out really poor, kind of like a Vine Zero or something like that, okay, we can talk. But I, I'm not there yet with Wagner whatsoever. That's all I got. Uh, anything you got left? I'm, I'm good. All right. On that note, I guess we're gonna wrap this one up. Uh, we want to thank Shalka for providing us tidbits on our podcast today. Uh, shout out to uh, all our friends and followers on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that. Uh, we see you guys and thank you for all the uh, comments and questions. We love it. Uh, keep it up. Um, Jack, where can our followers find you on social media? Big ups, NBC4 Nashville. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JM Mangan, JMMA. Wow. I, dude, two weeks in a row. I messed up my name on the previous. I just like haven't been saying my Twitter handle. NBC, I, NBC Four Nashville threw you off, man. I you know. I just like I, I feel like I just know it because I've said it so many times, and I, I apparently I have to think about it. Uh, it's J M M A N G A N. Uh, I think that's how I spell my, my my name. We'll see. We'll tag you in it so people get it right. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. And you can find me at r underscore k h a r m a n. That is correct. Thank you once again for listening to Shock America, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Shoes.